everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. If you want to talk about The Simpsons just being, I don't want to say awful, but real bad. Matt, I feel like awful and bad don't aren't appropriate words. This episode makes zero sense, is incredibly stupid. They, <laughs> just I those words denote like that's like I think you know like bad or awful would be like I think of like a taste you know it'd be like a bitter taste right you know it'd be just the bitterness there's nothing else there's nothing else bringing brought to the party if it's bad right this has no flavor this is uh cardboard it is it is uh <laughs> it is flavorless uh like a uh, like gruel it's gruel that like that's what this is. It 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 feels it is like it's has calories, but there is no taste. It is just something to sustain you, sustain the show for a week, and to keep it from being canceled. Um, hi, we are Brody Bar Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson Show for only two dollars a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for five dollars a month. Gain access to much much more. It's the best way to support us. Uh, we appreciate everyone who does support us. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Yay! The best people ever. Best people ever. Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. This week's episode is Boy Meets Curl. <sighs> episode MABF05 originally aired February 14th, 2010. So Valentine's Day episode. It is vaguely romantic. This episode is. That's about as much as I can. I mean, kind of. I get it. Did we watch the same episode? <laughs> Vaguely, no? I mean, for season 21 standards. That's where I'm at, Matt. Okay, I'm judging this. I'm judging this against last week's episode, okay? Like I said, that's my test okay, now. Fair, I'm judging fair. against last week's episode. So, yes, it is vaguely romantic. Like, it is a, vaguely about Homer and Marge's relationship. Does it make any sense? No, of course not. But they, they, they want it to be about that, I think. I don't know. It's uh, written by Rob Lozebnik, directed by Chuck Sheets, received a 2.6 rating with 5.87 million viewers. The couch gag family is depicted as tarot cards and a psychic reading. Grandpa has in a psychic reading. It's just a tarot card reading. The the lady isn't. Yeah, I mean, okay. This is the Wikipedia description, but it's just a tarot card reading in like a tent. After the psychic deals again, the psychic is just a person that reads the whatever deals the death card. Maggie, Grandpa pushes it back toward her, and she falls over dead. Not at all how tarot works. Let's that, point this out. That's not how tarot works. Death card does not actually mean death. Um, they even joke about that in a previous Simpsons episode. I can't even with this. It's. Uh, the episode guest stars Bob Costas as himself. Bob Costas does a good job at being Bob Costas. He does. Go he, Bob Costas. He doesn't. He it's a role he's played his entire life. He's good at it at this <laughs> point. He didn't even have to have pink eye this time. No. Um, Poor Bob Costas. He remembered that forever. <laughs> I don't know. I remind. I, you know what? I I think of many things about Bob Costas. Matt, pink eye is not top ten. Okay, but to people who don't know Bob Costas. I think most people, when they think of Bob Costas, they think of the Olympics. That's a, that's, legit, that's vague. Right. Vaguely, they think of the Olympics. Maybe they can't even name the specific calls. I think of obviously of the you know a miracle on ice, but uh, I, that's I'm not an average person. Uh, okay. I will. I'm gonna. This episode is okay. First, before we even begin that, did you laugh at this episode at any point? Okay, I'm going to go through the notes, try and figure this out. Did I laugh at any point? 
no, no, no. I mean, there was a sharp retort of ha at how stupid it was that Seymour apologizes for his involuntary reaction in utero. Because uh, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, no, 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 no laughs at all. This is just okay. Yeah, I, but eye rolls. It's very yeah. It's it. I did not laugh either. Um, I can say with certainty. Uh, maybe it's because my mental state uh, this week is uh, very tenuous. Uh, I'm not really. I'm. I mean, you would think I'd be ready for some laughter. Uh, but The Simpsons did not get me there this week. Um, I this episode. I think. We're going to breathe every time something crazy happens, Matt. We're just going to say why it makes no sense and move on. <laughs> okay. Just one. All right. We're not going to. There's no need for explanation. Um, but I think that we should at least m- warrant mentioning the things that make no sense. Because um, there's a lot of them in this episode that they just kind of gloss Ooh, boy, entirely that. over. Um, Marge, the, the Marge and Homer get ready for a date night. That's how we start this episode. Marge and Homer uh are getting ready for a date night marge is with the kids homer's at work um and this is actually i don't know this is cute uh uh, if they went actually ended up doing like a date night thing really i would probably be okay with it they don't um but the date night preparation is cute um but there's a leak in the plant and homer has to stop and help fix the leak I, i would think homer as a safety technician would just be overseeing the leak fixing like yeah, there'd be text when to fix it but yeah there'd be text doing yeah. all the work whatever it doesn't matter um homer misses dinner but he gets back in time that they can go see a movie um that they sit down in the movie theater see that stars ben affleck and immediately leave the movie um they are driving back home i guess and they see an ice rink to skate at and they think oh that's romantic we could do that okay sure I don't really think about ice skating as a romantic activity. Okay, but whatever. That's fine. But they they get all this, all this set up, Matt, for what? Uh, they, they get to the ice skating rink. And ice skating rink is closed. Closed for skating, at least. And they see that people are doing some sort of unusual sport. And we get a little introduction to Curly. Sorry, no skating tonight. What, they come here on Saturday night to clean the ice? Losers. Actually, it's called curling. Players slide the heavy stones toward the circle or house as teammates control the direction and speed of the stone by sweeping in front of it with a special broom. Marge, it's it's perfect for both of us. It's got bowling for me and sweeping for you. Maybe you'd like to give it a try. Hmm. Hmm. Let us curl, my lady. Let us throw and sweep between until the heavens themselves drop their jaws in wonder and envy. And afterwards, there'll be beer and cocoa with marshmallows floating in the foam. And if, from now till the end of time, someone should ask what we were doing on the eve of the 17th of November, we shall proclaim that we were curling. This is what you like when you don't drink. Okay. Um... What? I, I okay, Matt. There, this is the first of many leaps of logic that you have to. Homer becomes Winston Churchill. Got it. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. Like Homer is a pretty Winston Churchill type. You see how much did you? You see how much Winston Churchill Winston Churchill drink in an average day? That's true. It's a lot. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but 
the first thing you have to just accept is that Homer and Marge are both immediately good at curling. Well, as we'll find out that Homer is okay at curling, Marge is really good at curling. I mean, I refuse to believe that either of them are any good at curling at all, Matt. Just I mean, oh, okay, to be fair, Homer is good at bowling, and it's a similar swing motion, so I can kind of see they're okay at it. I don't see that they're this good immediately. That's almost like, oh, yeah. But, Matt, I'm going to ask this. I don't know. Maybe – how often have you stood on ice? Quite frequently, unfortunately, due to my job. It's not – an easy thing it's to not do. easy no it takes it, it, it takes a lot of concentration it, it's very like i i can't in, i can't talk about enough about how they'll be doing this they're, they're playing this sport on ice and i'm all i if this is accurate realistic at all it'd be marge and homer falling down over and over and over again <laughs> true that's true. all that would happen um but that's not even it, it is it's like this first absurd like levels of hey, you have to buy in the fact that homer and marsh are competing at the olympics um so yeah there, there are very few sports where you can go from hey i just figured this out to immediately competing that's ridiculous uh, okay so they're but they're immediately great because they are like there's no again and there's no a montage there's montages here i have no idea how long time has passed we have no idea um i think it's the same night that they joined the team um, and they're invited to join the team, and the the uh, the the, the Wiggums are kicked off the team. Um, I don't. I guess I like again. Why is this, I mean, why is this Skinner and Agnes? It's so baffling to me that, that we pick these two people of, of all the people in the in the world. Also, Agnes doesn't recognize Marge. She calls her young woman. Yeah. She never like yeah. they have. They know each other. They would know each other. Can't she just go, hey, Marge, I didn't know you'd be good at, at curling. Like, I, it's I don't I know. It's not that I don't buy Agnes and Skinner curl together. It's more that why like why, why does everyone in Springfield treat each other like aliens? I don't again. Um, they enjoy curling and are good at it. First, the giant leap of logic that you have to you have to get over <laughs> that they're good at curling. Skinner's and the Skinner's invite them to join the team. Uh, we get a, a brief um, scene at the house where the kids are wondering if curling is an actual thing. Um, not just it's not just code for some adult thing, but no, it is actually curling. And then we get a Skinner visit to the house. Principal Skinner, this is bogus, man. You know the rules. Two letters in a conference before I get a home visit. Bart, my cargo pants indicate that I'm not here on school business. I'm here on cool business, i.e. curling. Hey, look who slid into our house. <laughs> <laughs> Great curling reference. What's up, Seymour? Astonishing news out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. The Olympic Committee has announced that mixed curling will be a demonstration event at the Winter Olympics. There's a Winter Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> Homer, while you were imagining what the Winter Olympics were, Seymour said we were all going to the Olympic trials. Olympic trials, eh? He usually stays out like this for about 30 seconds. Want some coffee? Mm, that'd be great. Okay. Um, Let's lampshade the fact that Homer has all these fantasies like Family Guy. Let's just kind of push that in there. Um, well, okay, so establishing some facts about what is going on with the Olympics, right, Matt? Okay, so the curling is at the time mixed curling was not an official Olympic sport. It is now mixed curling is now official Olympic sport. 
for the past two Winter Olympics. There's been mixed curling. Uh, demonstration sport is not, I will give them this, a demonstration sport is not the same as a, t- a regular uh, competition in the Olympics. A t- demonstration sport is just an exhibition. It is just to to show the world, hey, look at this sport. You know, in most cases, I looked at all this stuff up. In most cases, it is simply, uh, in historically at least, it has been a host country kind of showing the world, hey, look, this is one of our uh, a sport that we have. This is one of part of our culture. Uh, maybe the rest of the world doesn't really do it, um, but we do, and we invite everyone to watch it. You know, as it does have generally had had lower stakes. I was I say had because there hasn't been a demonstration sport in the Olympics in thirty years, so they don't do it anymore. They they focus on the actual competition. Yeah, there's a lot of Olympic sports now. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're at the highest we've ever been. Uh, which leads to the fact that they don't have time for demonstrations. <laughs> no, they really don't. But I would say, oh, this gives them a little loophole to include mixed curling. Um, but I would, I still refuse. I, re- I refuse to buy the, even if it's a demonstration, they're, you're still attracting <laughs> the world's best. I would assume that the mix, if they did actually have a demonstration sport for mixed curling back then, it would be all retired curlers, people who couldn't you know people who weren't on because they still had men's and women's curling teams at the time Mm -hmm. so i would it would still be great people great at the sport who are just you know they're maybe older or they you know they fell out due to injury or coming back or you know they're people you know maybe a couple hobbyists but they'd probably be people who play it all the time i don't think people understand how good you have to be at the olympics to be in the olympics you have to be incredible at whatever sport you're playing so whatever but they're going to try out for the olympics this is a if if someone came up to me and said hey we're going to try out for the olympics i'd be like this is a fool's errand we're not going to make it through the first round but okay uh we go to commercial six minutes and seven seconds it feels three times as long as that it does. And luckily, this, this this act is incredibly short. It's three and a half minutes. Uh, but it kind of feels like it drags along. Because when we first come back, we get uh, Agnes talking to Marge in a very long segment about how she had an affair with a soldier, uh, a World War II soldier. Uh, he got her pregnant with Seymour. Agnes was a pole vaulter at somehow still competing. I, I can't remember if she's at the Olympics or not. But in some events, she is still competing, well, apparently eight to nine months pregnant. Uh, which no, uh, <laughs> I, uh, but I, she, Matt, I refuse. I know, I know, I know. I refuse. So, all, I don't believe any of this. I don't like any of it. No, I refuse. It is incredibly awful. So she goes to pole vault and right as she's going over the bar, Seymour in her womb kicks, uh, far enough that it knocks the bar off again. No babies can't kick that hard. But whatever. But it cost her whatever that competition was. So she is horribly awful to him forever because of that. That, that this They're telling us this is one of the reasons, one of the big reasons that Agnes is so mean to Skinner is because he cost her her, you know, athletic dreams. Dumb. And then uh, we get them, uh, the family going to uh, it's, it's Vancouver, right? It is Vancouver. Somewhere in Canada? Vancouver, yes. Somewhere somewhere in Canada. Homer makes a joke about it being the warmest uh, city in Canada. Which is probably true. Um, it, yeah, probably. It is. Vancouver is relatively temperate for Canada. Yeah. 
It is. Uh, and we get this long sequence of just slapstick with like bald round guys. Robbie, is this an allusion to something I'm not getting? <laughs> you might have heard of them before, Matt. The Three Stooges? That's what I thought. But there's more than three of them. And like, what is it doing here? Don't think too hard about it, Matt. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something because I was like, what is going on here? I don't I, understand. I, I, so. I think it's an allusion to like the, again, it does. It's to fill time. You want the real answer, Matt? To fill time. That's all this is. Okay. That's, that's entirely fair. I was just wondering. So we're moving on. Uh, we get to, we get to Lisa. Lisa has come with the family to here. And what she is going to do is uh, get involved with a really weird Olympic pin subplot. Excuse me, I think this fell off your hat. Oh, thanks. That's Chilbert, one of the four Winter Games mascots. Would you like it? I've got doubles. Thank you. Just beware, collecting Olympic pins can be kind of addictive. <laughs> Come on, they're just pins. <laughs> he does look lonely all by himself. <gasps> oh, Buy us! Buy us with money! One Lombardi, please. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we hooked another one. Please, let me go back to the cruise ship. I was Chief Purser. Never. Now get back in character, Monsieur Wee Wee. Someday, I'll be the tall guy. Robbie, I know we're not allowed to swear on this podcast, but what the... <laughs> What the hell was that? This is a this is like this is a, the crusty reaction. I, what, what what the hell was that? Uh, yes. Okay. One, this big plus terrible. Uh, it's really like why why Lisa gets obsessed with collecting Olympic pins of all the things. This feels like it feels like they should there should be a test when the Simpsons Simpsons writing staff is coming up with ideas for an episode, an A plot and a B plot, and neither of the a or b plots pass the test and that test should be like is if i describe this loosely describe this plot to a simpsons fan does it sound like one of the jokes they made about the simpsons going on too long early on in the show's run it, you know marge becomes a robot things like that and it's like okay the a plot is homer and marge join the olympic curling team the b plot lisa is obsessed with collecting olympic pins those both sound like jokes those sound like joke plots. They are not real. Um, and and this girl is not a little girl. This girl is a little person, I guess. I don't know who this is. It feels like they saw the joke um, about like when Mr. Burns had like different people impersonate the Simpsons. Uh, I think Burns is Burns is air. And like, let's do that joke yeah. again. Um, this is one of the this is here. I don't I refuse again. I refuse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally refuse. Incredibly stupid. But we're going to have to keep pushing on through this, uh, unfortunately, uh, because we then go back to a montage of the family uh, doing curling stuff. Uh, we get to the next match, and in order for them to qualify for the actual Olympics, to is the finals, Robbie? I didn't pay attention. I didn't care because they're just well, they're they're in Vancouver. There's a match. Homer I throws way too hard. Marge somehow leads the stone out off the ice into the uh, concession stands of the arena, grabs a water bottle, downs it while sweeping, and manages to get it back onto the ice in the exact center. 
uh, it's very silly, mm-hmm. man. I, I, I can't emphasize enough that not only this doesn't make sense. The Olympics are like a serious competitive sport. And when you make it this silly and ridiculous, it kind of, it pulls away all the, it doesn't matter. The This doesn't matter if Mar, if they can just, if Marge doesn't actually have to, like, they show Marge doing this ridiculous thing. It, it reminds me of like the old, uh, uh, like, uh, the, the Jordan commercials, uh, where Jordan, I think it was Larry Bird, where they had to shoot mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, ridiculous angles and stuff like that. Um, but if you take away the serious part of the Olympics and how, Oh, it's really hard. And we have to really buckle down to make the team. Then this is enough. This is nothing anymore. Um, and Matt to, to, I I don't know. I think you're being too hard on yourself. This episode clearly does not set up stakes at any point. Like you have no idea. Like, you know, I have no idea why, like they're like, Oh yeah, we're trying out for the team and you see them competing, but they don't, it's not like they like, like, Think back to any of the good sports based episodes of The Simpsons. Every it like and think of like just where you even think of your favorite sports movie. Like they set up stakes, like, oh, why is this match important? Why is this important? Like the the art will the narrative will tell you, oh, this is why. This is just like, oh, look how silly this is. This jokes. You like curling? Here's some <laughs> jokes. Jokes, quote unquote. Indeed, unfortunately. Uh, so that, thankfully, is the end of this act. Real short, basically, this is just, we needed to fill time, so we had the Simpsons uh, find a way to get into the Olympic finals against Sweden. And that's it. That's where we go. But they're not even against Sweden yet. Oh, the, you're right, you're right. They, this, they have one more thing, because Marge has to hurt herself. That's right. I, like, well, I mean, they have one more. Again, there's no, sta- like, you have no idea what's happening. Like, who, why are they, who are they playing? Like, you would see, oh, you would think there would be, oh, we're going to preview the different teams that the family, the Marge and Homer, and the Skinners are going to have to face. We don't. We get a couple allusions to the Swedes, and that's it. Um, family goes to Vancouver when we come back from commercial. Nine minutes and thirty-nine seconds. Um, the native woman from the Simpsons movie is there. The 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 soothsayer, the shaman, whatever the, the hell they term they use. Um, and Homer and her have a thirty-second bit together. Matt, if you're talking like thirty seconds yeah. of them just. Yeah. Shouting gibberish at each other while some vaguely Native American imagery floats by in the background. Um it could be Hey, more... remember we had that movie? We did have the movie. I that's literally what this is. This is just a reference to the call. It's just like, hey, did you see that movie? Did you see the Simpsons movie? This is from that. Um, but it takes 30 seconds. Uh this episode needs all the I would not I would pull the if you want to make like I I I don't even I'm know why I'm bothering trying to restructure this thing. It's so silly. Um, but we drive away from the woman and we probably never see her again. Um, we cut to introduction to the Olympics with Bob Costas. Bob Costas at the 2010 Vancouver Games for the Beijing Games. China picked famed director Zhang Yimou to stage its opening ceremony tonight. Canada turns to its most famous director. Ivan Reitman, the man who brought us Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Albania! Who are you going to call? Algeria! Who are you going to call? Argentina! Who are you going to call? Zimbabwe! And now not competing, but observing. Who are you going to call? Angola! Wow. I just wanted to play the entire clip to give you guys an example, okay? If you didn't watch this episode, which I don't expect you to because it's terrible, um, 
that's what we're getting. <laughs> this is an example of a joke that this episode tries to give us is you remember yeah, Ivan Reitman. Um Ivan Reitman directed things aside from ghostbusters uh, and he didn't write the music to ghostbusters like why is this thing playing just the fake ghostbusters and why would they just reuse the music i don't (laughs) it doesn't make it it, don't worry about it don't worry about it just it again feels it feels time um this is they could they needed a gag for the the ceremony and this is the best they could do so um we cut to and i just wanted here's some more we got some you want hey what do you you want some Canadian jokes, man? You want some jokes? Yeah, I heard you thought that you need not you, really. Well, I want some real jokes, but not Canadian jokes. Ooh, sorry. Hey, Elise, want to come with? I'm snowboarding with my new Canadian friend, Milhoose. Hey, Bert, your sister's hotter than a Calgary brush fire. Mind if I ask a route? Sorry, but I was planning to stop by the Olympic Pin Center to fill in a few small gaps in my collection. <laughs> you know, just to get me through the day. She's as loony as a $1 coin. Hey, hoser, want some Canadian club? Do I? Uh. Oh! Hoo-hoo! Oh, a pork bow, shrimp bow, everywhere a bow bow. Homer Simpson wins the gold. Sliding rocks on ice bow bow. Marge, we need to talk about your husband. Oh, my favorite subject. I'll go first. Isn't he cute? Ah, a little. But as an Olympic curler, he's dragging us down like an anchor on a bag of toasters. Hmm? But Homer tries his best. We know. That's why we're positive he'll never get any better. I had one Olympics ruined by a bald, drooling idiot, but it's not going to happen again. I was not bald. My fontanelle was covered by Lenugo. Whatever. We want Homer off the team. Well, who made you the coach? The hat makes me the coach. Well, Homer's my soulmate. And you don't dump a soulmate. Oh, my God, I'm holding back the team. But our marriage is based on curling. Oh, what am I going to do? Uh, then Homer ends there's up some, on a... There's, a, there's some visual gags about Canada as well, don't forget. Yeah, th- okay, so there's some examples. Milhoose, that's what we're getting here. Milhoose, who, who, who like, I, that's loony as a $1 coin. Who boy, guys. Um, Homer ends up on a bobsled there at the end and just slides through the whole city of Vancouver, I guess, or the Olympic mm-hmm. Village. I'm not sure exactly what's happening. Um, there is no, but there's no decisions here. There's no stakes. Like, Marge, is, Marge stands up for Homer and says, no, he's staying on the team. He's a part of the team. He's my husband. I love him. I don't care that he's not the best curler. He's on the team. We're, and, and at this point, you can't replace someone <laughs> You're already in the Olympics. It doesn't work like that, Agnes. Again, another leap of logic. They just don't care. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to replace Homer. Like, why? How? You're three quarters of the way through an episode. Why is this now the crux? Like, maybe Homer performs poorly and Mart. You could have Marge start to resent him. That's a that's a conflict. That's a yeah. You could make that a conflict. They don't. Again, there's no real conflict in this. Things just happen. Um (laughs) <laughs> they, they, things are happening and you're just like okay and they try and act like there's a story going on but i'm not sure what it is i guess it's them trying to win olympic gold but why do they care why do they want olympic gold so badly they didn't start curling until three weeks ago if that i don't even right. know how long how long has it been how long did they go did they start curling because literally we see them start curling the next scene is where skinner asks them hey do you want to try out for the olympics i guess like that would be like I guess I do I don't know. Um, it's like sure I guess yeah sure. But they need to win now all of a sudden. They're willing to d- travel to Vancouver. If it's exhibition, I'm presumably they're ch- they're they're covering their own expenses. But eh, who cares? Money's imaginary. Um, 
we cut back to the terrible B plot where Lisa wants a pin named it's Matt. Oh, Matt, Matt. Uh, I know, Robbie. I know. I'm sorry. No, but I think it's very cute that you in your in our notes, you 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 what you think the name of the pin is. It is not Hon. It's not in Henry. It's like Henry. Henri. It's in in we like French in we. Oh. Ennui, gotcha. Ennui, it is ennui. That is the joke. Um, Lisa wants the pin from 1924. They didn't have pins in 1924, guys. Again, it's just, again, these silly, like, these ridiculous, like, all these, like, they make them matter. Like, if this was a throw-off side, side joke, okay. But they make this, like, essential to the B-plot. And you're like, I, they didn't have pins in 1924. Who cares about all this? Uh, Lisa trades her pearls for this one pin. And ends up busking on the street, playing her saxophone, yelling at people. She's gone mad, effectively. Wearing a dress that is entirely pins. Yes. Bart stops and talks to her. It's all miserable. I did not pull clips. There's no humor in it. Um, So we are now in the semifinals of the Olympics. You would say, well, what about like the first three rounds, four rounds that they'd have to go through? And it doesn't matter. Yeah, this episode is about them trying to win the Olympics. Well, let's not actually show any of it. Uh, let's instead show Lisa with a pin dress. Okay. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. The Skinners, once again, are talking about how bad Homer sucks. And we see the final, the semifinals uh, and with Marge trying to pull the team to victory. What are you doing? I like to warm up by sleeping behind the snack bar. Booyah! Well, no matter what you do, it won't make up for Sir Slip-A-Lot over there. Uh-oh. Yes, it will. I'll just sweep harder than anyone's ever swept before. Because without Homer, I'm a broom without a stone. No use for anything. Wow. That's love, Seymour. I'm glad you saw it once before you died. If Homer Simpson doesn't land this stone in center house, the only gold they'll be going home with is Lisa's pin collection. That tidbit courtesy of our highly paid intern, Tom Brokaw. I love to learn about Lisa. Oh, my. That delivery has less juice than Sunny Delight. Marge Simpson is sweeping fast and clean, but it won't be enough. I've never seen this before. Marge Simpson is trying to restart a stone. Come on, baby! She did it! She pulled off an impossible move. Just like the time I shaved off Larry Bird's mustache while he was napping. (laughs) (laughs) Team USA heads to the gold medal match. But wait a minute. Marge Simpson looks hurt. This is the sort of bittersweet melodrama Olympic coverage feeds on. I admit it. We're vampires who suck on shattered dreams. That's my Marge. High five. Hold on a sec. Marge, let me look at that shoulder. Hmm. (laughs) Sorry, but I'm afraid she'll never curl again. That looks like the end of Team USA's dream. It appears Team Sweden will clinch the gold, and they are over the moon with joy. Joy is but the shadow pain casts. I mean, the Swedes are right, at least. The Swedes are the only, only thing I enjoyed in this episode. Matt, this the, that's the, true. Yep, yep. The, they're, they're with them. that that little that little joke. Those little jokes about these cold Swedes is the only thing I even halfway enjoyed. Um, again, like 
okay, we're at the semifinals. Cool. Who are they facing? We don't know. Um, Marge hurts herself because she sweeps too hard. And we're in Vancouver, correct, Matt? I believe so, why yes. Is, why is Dr. Herbert here? Because we need a doctor and they have to use Simpsons characters. Well, it, again, what, like, there's no verisimilitude. I can never say the word. Verisimilitude? Verisimilitude? Um, it just is not here. Like, I have to believe this is real. I don't be- ever believe this is real. This is all a farce. Um, but also, is, if it was a farce, it, it would be funny. Um, Mars is hurt. She hurts herself to win. Again, why does this matter? I don't know. We go to commercial. Last commercial. Thankfully, 16 minutes and 20 seconds. <sighs> yes, this is a surprisingly long fourth act. Uh, normally, the fourth acts are practically vestigial, but this one it contains a lot, actually. So we have Marge angrily packing. She has got her right arm in a sling. Uh, she's kind of throwing stuff together. And while she's doing it, Homer is there, uh, you know, try, still trying to figure out how they can win. Not trying to be, you know, comfort his wife who has hurt herself and has had her dream of the week uh, made impossible. He notices that she catches stuff with her left hand. Oh, it turns out Marge is left-handed this week. What a crazy idea. Robbie, do you recall any other time when Marge has been left-handed? There, like, there's a whole episode where the plot revolves around people in town being left-handed, Matt. Uh, and Marge is not. No, there's not. Exactly. Yeah, it's tough. Because we find out that, oh, uh, Marge, like many children, were beaten into being right-handed when they were young. So she just does everything with her right hand, despite the fact that she is left-handed. <sighs> so Homer uses this to say, oh, well, obviously, if you're that good with your right hand, you're the hand that you've trained with. Because, you know, it's not like you can just switch between hands, even, you know, if you're not actually using the, your dominant hand. Uh, it, th- that training just swaps over to the other hand. They can still compete. I So they do. I Again, Matt, when you say train, I don't even... They didn't train. It's not like they worked. No, they're at just this. they practice. A, they practice a couple times. That's not training. That's not like training is years. People who compete in the Olympics, it's years. It's their life. It's their whole their whole life is just the Olympics. It's all, every day from every it's single like the, it's day. It's like the Simpsons writers thought that uh, curling was so easy that you know people don't have to train their entire lives for it. I so I don't. Again, I don't buy any of this. Like again, who cares? Like, why does this matter? <sighs> I know, Robbie, I know. So, moving along, we get the resolution, quote-unquote, uh, to uh, the Bart and Lisa pin plot. Lisa, I know everything about addiction that you can learn from watching Dad. The first thing you have to do is get clean, so give me your pins. All of them. What is this, tough love? Mm, it's a little more like soft hate. I said all of them. Oh... <sighs> And now, just put your pearls back on, and we'll go get some coffee. It's not that easy, Bart. I traded away my pearls. Oh, without them, I'm just a big Maggie. <laughs> oh, good meta humor. I'm just a big Maggie. I, again, Matt, why does it matter that Lisa lost her pearls? There, we uh, we don't fantastic question. Like, we don't. They, it's never. It's not like they establish multiple times. Like you would think, at least, like yeah, they're a part of our character design, and that's what they come back to here because that's all they have. There's nothing else here. But you would think early in the episode, Lisa Marge would make me maybe make an offhanded comment about Lisa's pearls, and, and like Lisa yeah. says, oh, my mom gave them to me when I had twelve. I got my first twelfth grade reading 
level or something. And you're like, what? Like this is that's what that's why they're important. And we're about Olymp- this is all about Olympic pins again. It's so silly and stupid on the surface level. I'm not going to care about it. Just fill it with jokes, guys. Like write hey, good nope. jokes. I'm a, just a big Maggie. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Bart uh, sees that Lisa is upset and comes to the rescue. He takes Homer's license and cuts it up and turns Homer's face upside down, puts two eyes in the, I believe, the chin area of Homer and takes it to the pin guy uh, to trade him, calling it uh, the new Olympic pin mascot for somewhere I forget where. Sochi. Uh, Fatow. Sochi, yes. Um, hmm, hmm, that's, that's a fun one. Uh, so, yes, calls it Fatow, and the guy just can't resist. So he reaches into his two boxes, one of them labeled kids things, and the other one labeled, um, I think it was birthday checks, uh, to get Lisa's pearls and trades him for the pin, quote-unquote, Fatow, which I guess it's plastic, so he, he takes it, whatever. This I'm... makes no sense. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> it's Fatov, Matt, because it's Russian? Fatov, of course, yes. Um, but I'll. This is like there. I you, you neglect to mention, man, that there is again like fifteen to thirty seconds of a dream sequence where this pin vendor is dancing. With oh fat, yeah, with you forget that. Thank you. And it is again just like what? Why? Why? Like it's not like this pin vendor has a personality. Is this what he like? He's and he's also shown to be like a huckster like he's you know he's has stolen like pets and birthday checks and and beloved items from children in exchange for pins so he actually but he actually does like pins like he dreams about dancing with this weird fake it none of it makes sense what was going on it's over though thank god thank god it's over uh because from here uh we go back to homer in march Uh, there is a forfeiture signing ceremony where Skinner uh, Seymour is about to sign the paper saying that they forfeit, which, again, not not how that works. Uh, but Homer and Marge show up at the last possible second. Uh, said, oh, it turns out Marge's left hand. We can totally compete. Yay. Uh, and then we get a very short clip of Agnes now saying that she loves Seymour. It's okay, son. You did your best. Really, Mother? You mean that? I do. Before now, I never knew a mother could love her child. Win or lose, I'm taking you out for pizza and ice cream, and we can sit at the same table. Why does she change her mind? I don't know. Doesn't matter. And the episode ends as they win, because Marge is left-handed, and they just kick the crap out of Sweden. And Sweden said. That's it. That's the end. No, Well, they, they Homer and Marge, Matt, okay, you got it. This is very romantic, okay? It's very sweet. You got to focus on this. They win without... Again, there's no struggle. There is no, like... Again, I feel like... I have the Simpsons never watched a sports film before. Like, it's very easy how you frame this. Where, oh, they're... Sweden's actually a really good team. And, again, we don't get build-up of Sweden as a good team. You would focus on them, you know, as them being like... Well, they have this icy, icy kind of exterior. And... They're very rigorous and you would build them up and highlight each of the members and say, oh, these are what this is why they're so good. We actually watch them destroy another team along the way to like build up some suspense and tension about, oh, maybe the maybe the the Homer Marge and Skinners can't beat them. 
maybe they're just too well, good. Yeah, and they would. Yeah, and they, you'd have some of the uh, prelims where Homer and Marge and the Springfield team barely win. They're just like coming in like just barely above the other team in points or whatever. You'd have to actually teach us how curling works because I don't think most people know because I sure don't. Uh, to show that oh Sweden is dominating, but you know the Americans they're they're just barely winning. And and so they'd be they the Swedes are the juggernauts and they're the and the underdogs and Marge is playing with a hurt shoulder. Like if that is the plot of this episode, like oh can they do it? But it's not the plot of the episode. The plot is like Homer and Marge like not getting along because Homer's not good at curling. Um, so they're yeah, but and then Homer's the, there for the final match, even though he sucks. He and he, they do. Wasn't and, there a whole thing about how he has to get off the team? Like, yeah, they just introduce all this crap. It's stuff's happening, but none, none of it's again. It's like it is. It resembles a story, but it is not one. Um, if you're not paying close attention to the show, like if this is on and you're doing laundry. Folding clothes, decluttering, dusting your house, whatever, vacuuming, you would it would be playing in the background and you'd hear it and you occasionally you'd glance at the screen and you go, oh, okay. Cause that's the only way it works is if you're not paying attention. The moment you start paying attention, none of it makes sense. The pieces don't go together. The both the A plots are both the, the A plot and the B plot are jokes. Again, it is the the test. Ask like, is does this sound like a joke plot? from a better season of the show. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> yes. This episode is bad, uh, flavorless, bland, mush. Uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, how broken is this episode? I'm not going to ask if, just how. <laughs> That's the thing, Matt. I don't think, I mean, okay. What, okay. I think, yeah, okay, yes, but with a but. No, you were right <laughs> the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Like, yes, it's broken because it never it 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 shouldn't. It's like taking parts of like different cars and trying to assemble a car out of them. It, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. It's like, oh, yeah, I took uh, this 1965 uh, Chevy and tried to put it with a Toyota Prius. Like we we're going to put make a new car. Like it, uh, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, It's not going to. What are you doing? it's but i'm not gonna fix this like i don't i don't want an episode where homer and marge are olympic curlers what what are you doing what is this why are we are we connected to reality at all anymore that's a, that's the primary thing i take away from this episode as i'm watching it is there is no connection to a human like it's like oh the Simpsons win the lot. Like these are the jokes. These are the episodes we're getting. The Simpsons win the lottery. The Simpsons become Olympic curlers. I'm like, these are not human challenges. These are these are these these are these are joke plots. You don't actually do them. And if no, you're- because it, it's like a, it's like a wacky idea somebody had. Like that's the best you can call this plot. And then someone's like, oh, let's just run with it because we need 22 episodes. I was like, you can't write like a human episode where humans do things, but it, it it's not. There's no and it, like if it was uproariously funny, Matt, I would forgive it. I would go, oh, it's hilarious though. Who cares? It, but it's not funny. It's boring. It, it's 20 minutes of, of like nothing, and then you're like, it's over. You're like, oh, there was jokes about Milhus. And like that, like that's a joke. Like the, there's jokes about Olympic pins, and like, like this is the what we're getting. Like, I don't want to fix it. I don't want this. No, I uh, I want twenty minutes of my life back. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what I that's what I want. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments the news group. Okay, here we are. 
alt.nerd.obsessive. Comes the news group is where I ask our patrons over there at patreon.com slash the Simpsons show who dutifully watch this episode to leave their review. Uh, first, <sighs> we're so sorry, all of you. <laughs> I, you, the troopers, they're, they're, they are, they're tough, rugged individuals. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, from Tim, I suppose that if you don't have a believable plot, but do have a bunch of wacky jokes, you could do worse than this. I have to admit the use of Ghostbusters to introduce the Winter Olympics. Participating countries had me bursting with laughter, because let's face it, the actual introductory ceremonies are pretty intolerable. The unleashing of the beavers also had me laugh. Could have done without the Agnes Skinner flashback, though. Would I watch this over a million dollar? Maybe. Yes, I would. So in spite of the lousy plot and the general bonkersnaus? <laughs> Bonkers? Bon- bonkersness. Bonkers. Bonkersness. Bonkersness. Okay. Of the episode. Bonkersness. I like bonkersness, though. Bonkersness of the episode. I'll place it at number 368, but not canon. I'm not sure how you fix this other than perhaps greatly expanding the challenges Homer and Marge endure and learning curling. Uh, next You're from dead Derek. on, Tim. You're dead on. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 you don't. Uh, from Derek. I whinged about how unfair it was when the Simpsons finally got around in Ireland episode is during the dreaded season 20, but I feel bad for Canada. They got a really dull out of nowhere act three in a bland season 13 episode. Then they get another visit, but it's in this insipid crap. Maybe some would view this episode as just inoffensive and a little bit meh, but it actually moves the series that bit further from what it once was. Great thing about the show in its heyday was how our protagonists were rarely the victor. By the end of the episode, they rarely really got their way, but there would always be something sweet interjected to save it from being really dour or depressing. So it made the show so brilliant. One of the subvert, sappy, cloying TV cliches about having a heart was able to have its cake and eat it too. This, this is played completely straight the entire time. There's no tension, no jokes, nothing clever or interesting, absolutely nothing endearing. I guess Homer and Marge are just going to be renowned curling duo from now on. Nope, they win, and yet everything will just reset anyway. What a steaming pile of nothing. I really, I can't argue about any point you just made, Eric. I pretty much agree with all of it. From JJ. This is the best we can hope for now. Bland and inoffensive entertainment, to quote Grandpa. The story makes mo- mostly makes sense, and Homer and Marge are both quite likable, but there's zero rewatch value, and it leaves no lasting impression. Plus, it's bogged down by lame gags and moments when maybe roll my eyes, like the pin B plot and the return of the, ugh, boob lady. And the fact that they win just doesn't feel very Simpson-y. We've gone from interesting bad in the Scully years to boring bad in the te- teen years to more boring mediocrity in the HD era. At least if season 21 is aggressively bad, there'd be more to talk about. These episodes all blend into one. I'll forget what this was about tomorrow. Yeah, ditto. Finally, from Dara. Bro, last week I said I was a sucker for Homer and Marge love. It didn't last. This might be one of the most boring episodes <laughs> I've seen. And outside of a Three Stooges bit, I was not amused. Still not the worst of the season, but right now, right above it, 11th best episode of season 21. Yeah. Uh, thanks, all of you, for leaving your review. You out there if you join our patreon at any level you can leave your review as well and i'll read it on the air over there patreon.com slash the simpson show next up matt we can move on it's time for listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite game console it's a tough competition out there <laughs> it's tough uh matt take it away all right first up from lex i'm old school and a kid of the 80s 90s the nes and snes are my favorite consoles of all time uh from dara while i view the ps2 as the greatest system to ever exist my nostalgic heart has got to go with my n64 and still breaking out mario kart with friends oh that's definitely true uh from esnp12 pretty much all handheld nintendo consoles game boy ds switch etc 
from Andy, <laughs> N64 Goldeneye. Not just a console, but a specific game, which if, if anyone has not played that recently, oh boy, the controls are so bad, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, from JJ, uh, the PS1, the sound it makes as the uh, Sony logo comes on, it's pure nostalgia. And it gave us video game legends Spyro, Crash, and Lara Croft. Pretty sure Lara Croft was on PC first, but sure. Uh, Matt, from Matt, it's Matt to are we really doing this? What? Are we really? Yes, yes, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. You can't PC say ga- it no. gave us. Matt, Matt, PC gaming in the 90s is a f- effectively like a niche. Like, the, you might as well be a curler. Like, it literally, like, the, the hoops <laughs> you had to jump through to be a PC gamer. I'm just saying, days. you can't say the PS1 gave us those because it they made existed it, long before the it PS1. It made it popular to the, the, the normal human. The Hoi Poloa, yes, I'm quite aware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from that, it's tough to pick my favorite console, considering the newer systems are superior in almost every way. The newest may be my favorite, but my memories always go back to the N64 or GameCube. The nostalgic factor of playing Mario Party or GoldenEye with four friends in the same room is hard to beat. Uh, from Derek, the PS2 was my first console. Derek, do you have to keep reminding us how old we are? Jeez. Anyway, the PS2 was my first console, so I'm not sure if I'm picking it due to pure nostalgia or because it actually is such a great uh, console, but the colossal library of stone-cold classic games for the console surely elevate the system's reputation. I still have my PS2 plugged into my TV. I revisit the original Silent Hills all the time, and I still just marvel at what the system was capable of pulling off two decades ago. Uh, from Tim, I just use my PC to play simulated sports games. The wife uses PS, not sure what version, to play her games. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, from Matt D. Jacobson, uh, I have two because I have to distinguish between handheld and console. Super Nintendo, because I still, uh, when I woke up to Christmas uh, and I loved it, so many games that I could still spend hours playing and never be sick, like Super Mario World, Earthbound, and Donkey Kong. Uh, from Matt Celiato, Celioto, uh, in amount of time I've invested, I probably have to say the N64 Ocarina Time was probably the all-around best game I've ever played, start to finish. Uh, from about Ripley WG, Robbie is going to grow, but the Nintendo Switch is the perfect console for me. Despite being underpowered, there's so much magic in the take-it-on-the-go gimmick. I hope Nintendo maintains the hybrid console format going forward. I don't think Robbie's going to disagree with you, and neither will I. Robbie? I'm not a friend of the show, Ripley. Um, I'm. I, they, they, they probably just want me to. I'm not going to groan about the Nintendo Switch. I, I, it's not for me, but I, I can't deny how versatile the Switch is. Um, I would like to play. I just would like to play my the new Legend of Zelda game on a something that's not effectively uh, powered by a tablet, <laughs> a, a graphic card. <laughs> you mean using a cell phone processor? For yeah, years I don't. Ago? Yeah, I would rather cool. play a new Zelda like on a PC or like an Xbox or PlayStation at least with you know more power, so I could you know give it its due. Uh, I don't, but I honestly like the problem is, uh, my wife is that we have we have two switches in the house, so it's not like I don't like the switch. We have two of them, um, but uh, we have a Steam Deck now, and basically. Uh, with a Steam Deck, is Steam Deck's an incredible thing. I like it's really incredible how they managed to basically build a really good gaming PC and make it portable and make it so useful and versatile. It kind of after since we've got a Steam Deck, no one has touched the Switch in our house. The Steam Deck is it does everything. All it doesn't have that the Switch has is have Mario and Zelda on it. Which like are important. Like I obviously, I still, I obviously have nostalgia for the Nintendo characters and stuff like that. But Steam Deck does everything else and does it better than a mm-hmm. Switch. And until and as soon as the the docks, like the docks are like they have them in pre order and they're 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 shipping them out eventually. Once those are available and more widely available, 
there is, and you can connect it easily to a television. Steam Deck is just it eats. Yeah, that, that's gonna be it. Like uh, once the docs come out, I'm probably gonna have to end up buying a Steam Deck just because it's so good at playing games. It's, it's amazing. It how makes good it, is. it 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 literally makes games it like the way that it runs. It makes games work better than they do on a PC, which is crazy. But it a lot of a lot of games run better on a little tiny you know steam deck than they do on a gaming pc because of how the engine works and how steam the how valve is engineered it which is really incredible but the switch is great and like i don't expect everyone to buy a steam deck but you should definitely if you if you're interested in pc gaming there is no better solution than a steam deck right now it just does everything and it does have the grab it and go thing you can my wife took it on a trip uh played it on the airplane for four hours and had no problems um so it's great it really is all right next up from mf cannon the wii and particularly wii sports resort i was amazing at sword fighting then my game died oh i'm so sorry that sounds terrible uh for matt j-a-k-f-d-k-f-k-m <laughs> not matt, sure what you that need is to, sure. no matt you need to say it jick <laughs> there you go yep that's it, exactly uh the xbox 360 uh, from at Wazecasts, uh, GameCube was the one that I used the most, had the most games for, aside from PC, and generally had the f- most fond memories of, but especially acknowledgement to the Wii U for having good games, good UI, and just really crap marketing support. I mean, you're not wrong there. I, the Wii U, I had a Wii Probably. U. I just, they, it was a, you, you it's did. A t- I remember your Mario Maker levels that I couldn't get more than like 30 seconds into. Most of my Mario Maker levels were pretty easy, Matt. You're just maybe very bad at Mario. I am um, horrible at Mario games. But, it's a terrible name for a console. You should, they should not have named it Wii U. Like they, like people are like, Oh, is it just an expansion for the Wii? Like that's, it was so confusing. Like that weird name, like what is it for? Who's it? Who's this? It does this. A lot of things the switch did like the switch does. It just, it's it, the switch is like, it is that half step between a Wii and a, and a switch. Um, my answer is I did like, it's to me, it's between a super Nintendo and the Xbox 360. They were like, both my favorite consoles and they dominated my video my gaming for a long time in those respective time periods and they just have both of them have incredible catalogs of games um but i can't escape nostalgia and the super nintendo it has just like i don't know if anything could beat the top top of those of that era of super nintendo games like best platformers best rpgs like at all time effectively and it's hard to compete with it honestly um and it's the form factor it's it's like it's a beautiful like block like the color like i don't know i could go on and on matt what's your answer honestly i i've never been a console person uh from the time i got my first computer i've been a pc gamer uh, the one exception that I spent a lot of time on, uh, besides Final Fantasy VII, because let's let's be real, Final Fantasy VII, uh, was the original Xbox, uh, because the idea of having a basically PC-compatible architecture in a game console was uh, wondrous and amazing, and I spent so much time with Halo 1 and Halo 2, I'm pretty sure the only games I've played more than that are like Civ 5 and 6, and no, no, I'm pretty sure City Skyline hasn't even gotten close to that yet. Dyson so, Sphere, Factorio... Yeah uh dyson sphere i only played for about 30 40 hours oh, uh, before i got kind of bored with only 30 yeah i've hours. actually never played factorio uh i have oh, a lot of time no, in satisfactory Matt. but nothing compared to halo one and halo i spent factorio 
No, I, 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 for very good reasons. I um, know what I'm buying you for your birthday. No, <laughs> it's hard enough. I, I have to go through and play two more times through uh, Mass Effect Andromeda because you really you who have not. You really don't. Know. No, I do. It has gotten so much better uh, since the last time I played it. Like it is like all the bugs are squashed and they've actually added more content. It feels like it is it is amazingly better than the last time I played it. And the the combat system, I'll go ahead and say it. The combat system for Andromeda, miles better than the original Mass Effect. Way more fun. I mean, I don't think anyone disagrees that the actual gameplay is better in Andromeda. It's just everything else kind of. Well, yeah, Andromeda is fine. Well, anyway, it's yes. not that it's bad. I, I'm you're not gonna. I'm not like it's not a bad game. I don't. I don't want to pile on like all the people are upset at like mostly just because of bad facial animation. That's literally everyone was upset. Like, oh no, yeah. some of the animation's bad. I'm like, uh, that's kind of minor thing to me. Um, I don't. I, Matt, I'm gonna just yeah. Original yeah. Xbox Halo Two. I spent literally yeah. uh, hundreds of hours in multiplayer. Everyone say it with me, nerd. PC. I need. I. Yeah. I like this console because it's like a computer to me. Oh, Matt, you just become more you every time. Every day <laughs> is just more Matt. Hey, hey, let's look at the PlayStation Four, the PlayStation Five, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series. All PC architectures. That's what it comes down to eventually. Although I'm sure they'll probably go to ARM honestly in the next one because, quite frankly, the ARM chips that are coming out now are. Whew. Again, Matt. Again, sadly, literally, you, like you try and argue with me, and then you just say the more nerd stuff, like, "Oh, they need to switch those chips." I'm like, rah, rah, rah. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. Like, I just, I don't know. The reason I play on a console is because I don't want to have to think about all that. Um, and also, like, buying a GPU nowadays. <laughs> oh, it's it's getting better. It's getting better. I just had to replace one because one of mine died, and it was almost back to MSRP. Almost. Oh, yeah. I can almost. almost I, I'm yeah. looking for below, Matt. That's what I'm looking for below. I, I Someday, maybe. Okay. Next week's question. Now that Matt and I have talked about nerdy video game stuff for friggin' 30, 30, 50 hours. God knows how long this is going. Next week's question. What's your favorite Olympic sport? Not Winter Olympics. Any Olympics. So oh. it could be could be summer. could be winter. Whatever. What's your favorite? And why, if you want to tell me. That'd be great. You can tell why. Uh, post this question on all our social media. Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And I post on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. It is time, once again, for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a four-point lead on me. Uh, we're about halfway through the season. I need to start. I need to step up. If I'm if I need to, if I'm going to compete, I need to step up. And today is the day it starts, Matt. Okay. Oh no. Um, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. Your easy question. Bart dates and breaks up with who in the Bart wants what it wants? I believe that is Greta Wolfcastle. That is correct. All right. I'm going to get none of the rest of these correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right i have gone with a more classic episode uh, but uh we'll start this uh in homer's barbershop quartet what is the name of homer's band calling them a, okay the b sharps <laughs> correct a band is they're i mean well, I, with, I, with, I guess with, they're a band but we, again who is playing the music in the b sharps by the way good question uh i mean I, I, aren't barbershop bands normally acapella? I guess they are, but I, like it feels like sometimes there are backing tracks like that just play, and we don't. True, they don't. I think I, I think in the immersion of the world, they're just there to 
it it is acapella in the world in the simpsons it is acapella that i think there are times when i think there is like incidental like backing music that we don't think about because maybe maybe i need to go back and re-listen maybe it is just all acapella authentically acapella i'm not sure your medium question man what credits does rainier wolfcastle list in the bart wants what it wants what credits does character he lists some characters he plays oh i mean obviously mcbain um uh d- 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 I have no idea past that. I've completely forgotten about this episode. I don't want to even think, remind, uh, remember that it exists. That is the other episode where they go to Canada, incidentally. Um, that is why I, I chose it. Um, also, they mentioned the Olympics in it. Fun, yeah. Strangely enough. Um, so, he, uh, Bart sees, sees him only as McBain. But uh, Rainier at Wolfcastle also goes to say, I've played other characters. I played Officer Nick Vengeance, Sergeant Murder. I did a voice on Frasier. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun That's joke. right. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right, Robbie. Uh, your medium question. What year did Malibu Stacy come out? 19... It's either 50s or 60s, I think. I'll say 1955. That's my gut. You're close. 1958. God dang it. I was in the 50s. Okay. Your hard question, Matt. Who is the headmaster of Springfield Prep School? Okay, I don't remember if this is the right episode, but I believe it is Sinjin Van Hawk. Might be a different episode. So your final answer is Sinjin Van Hawk. Uh, yes. Man, you're so close. Oh! So close. What is it? What is it? It is Sinjin Van Hookstraten. Hookstraten. Ugh, dang. All right, all right, all right. Very close. All right, Robbie, I didn't go super hard on you today for today's mm-hmm. hard question. In Homer's Barbershop Quartet, what is Apu's fake name? I should know this. You should. That's the upsetting thing. I should know this. Matt, be very honest with you. I think Mm -hmm. the hundreds of bad episodes of The Simpsons are destroying my brain. Like, if you had asked me this question, I think maybe five years ago, I probably would have known it or at least gotten close. But I think all the bad knowledge has eclipsed all the good knowledge at this point um, i mean probably probably true um he is uh shades <laughs> i don't remember oh uh it's like what what shades? uh no Robbie, i'm sorry it is apu de beaumarchais yeah he's I, definitely not indian no i know i that's a the thing you do reference Yes, yes, I, yeah, I got that part. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I wasn't I, thinking of that as a name for him. Instead of, <laughs> instead of me answering a question with a clearly, I don't know. It is just I'm gonna throw it. It is another band, you know, music, uh, story. That thing you do is great. Yeah, that's your drummer. Shades is always your drummer. Shades. Yep. Um. So we tied today again, Matt. One to one. Shucks. Shucks. Um, really thought I was giving you easy ones today, man. I mean, Matt, for you they're easy. You're like, <laughs> but for for you it is Tuesday, for me it is you know that again another we're gonna make Street Fighter the movie reference. Um, I need to again I didn't you it's not like you those are not like super hard questions I'm just a big dum dum that's okay also I'm an incredible <laughs> under an incredible amount of stress and incredibly sleep deprived and incredibly tired so I don't think even in the best of situations I'm gonna get those some of those questions right it doesn't matter. Um, that's it for trivia. We move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode 
ever. Best episode ever. It's the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Let's go zoom all the way down there. Um, I, th- I think this is better than last week. Okay, so it's better than... Unfortunately, yes. It's better than Million Dollar, maybe. I think this is in the... I'm looking in the, like, the the 370s. That's my... I am. I'm going to put this lower than the Bob episode, Funeral for a Fiend. I think that's fair. because it's a Bob episode. I think Funeral for a Fiend is not very good. It's by far, I believe it's the worst Bob episode on the the list, but um, it is better than this. Um... But I think we're in that area where it's just very like nothing. It's bland, nothing happens. Yeah. It's not funny, and it's ridiculous. It's just an absurd plot. Um, like wedding for disaster, I believe, is the Homer gets put in a saw trap by uh, Patty and Selma, right? I think that's that one. We just did Devil Wears Nada, which I've already, I think, I've already forgotten the plot of. I don't know how I forget them so Devil quickly. That is, uh, oh, that's the Marge and the Calendar episode. Oh, wow. I totally forgot with, that one. Like Jeez. with Paris and all that. You remember, like, they go to Paris mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. That is real dumb. That's real bad. I think that's worse than this. I think this is better than that. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. Because I, I was looking at Thursdays with AB, and I think Thursdays with AB. Mm, well, Matt, and... like if if we think this is better than the Devil Wears Nada, and we think it's worse than Funeral for a Fiend, that answers the question for us. It's it right does, there. it does. We're at a new three seventy three. We're right in there. So, new three seventy three is Boy Meets Curl. Oof, what a name for an episode! I know that is a new number three seventy three on the list, right below Funeral for a Fiend, right above the Devil Wears Nada. Is a new number 181 on our post-Golden Years ranking. First on the list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on the list is still Codependence Day. Um, long may it rain as the worst episode ever. Uh, we're not done yet, though. We got one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Uh, so Matt, um, do you think that the episode in which Homer and Marge win Olympic gold should stay in the canon? No, 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 no. Can I say no harder? I'd like to say no harder. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Oh, uh, you oh. don't. You just. You. It's no. It's still no. Like you can't say. I mean, you could yell no, but I don't. It's not going to really communicate because I'll just no no I'll no just, no. Oh, ooh, singing! Matt's going to sing. No, that's something. I agree. This episode's terrible. Fire the cannon. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Boy meets curl. What a joke. Um, speaking of Bob, Matt, you mentioned Bob. We're using this same metric. Asking the same question about every episode as we work our way back down from the top of the list down. Uh, and we are now 125. Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. Ooh. Yes. Yes, please. I want to watch that episode again rather than watch this ever. Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming is a lot of fun. Not the strongest Bob episode, but it's it, this, it is how you do like a kind of silly on the surface plot well. Like you ask about, oh, well. Yeah, Bob steals a nuke and threatens to blow up Springfield with it. How do you make that funny? Well, 
you you reference Doctor Strange Love. You make the nuke not fire. You include, you know, a lot of like weird military stuff. Like it has to be very funny. Yes, yes, it counts. Of course. Uh, that's Sideshow Bob's last gleaming. Our next episode, Matt. I know you're excited. Ooh, the color yellow. Uh. In this episode. Lisa discovers that her ancestors from Florida helped a black slave named Virgil escape to freedom. But Milhouse has a piece of family history that shows Lisa's ancestors giving Virgil up in an act of cowardice. What? What? This can't be real. This uh... can't be real. I refuse. This is, this is absurd. They're doing this episode about slavery? What? I can't. Not with... Come on. It's just a joke, right? This is a joke. It has to be. Oh, God almighty. That's next time. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I love that I'm so stressed out and I have to watch these terrible episodes of The Simpsons. Really cool. Uh, this That's next time. Fire, you watch along with us. I, I Matt, I'm going to say it right now, Matt. Color yellow. This is going to be. A, this is might be a competitive. This might oh, be a competitive. God. Oh, Robbie. I I kept reading. I shouldn't have kept reading. I'm gonna. Oh God. I'm gonna. This might be competitive in the bottom of the list. I'm gonna say. Oh dear Simpsons, God. The no, Simpsons. No, a Simpsons. No, a Simpsons slavery episode. It might be competitive. It might be. We. I'm now. I'm excited. You know what? I'm excited. Oh God, Robbie. Please. Do we? Do we have to? We oh, have God, to. Yes. Hurts. Of course, Matt. We got to do our due diligence. Oh. It's important. We do every episode. That's how the show works. Um. Can't wait. Next. Next time. Uh. Watch along with us if you'd really like to punish yourself. Um. You can find our list of the web, our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to everything, uh, all the things we have, all the places we are online. Twitter, at SimpsonsShowPod, or uh, you could, uh, our, our RSS feed's there. Link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thesimpsonshow. I'll plug it once again. It's the best deal in podcasting, I like to say, but there is, maybe it's not the best deal, but there is many, many hours of Matt and I blabbering on there that you'll get nowhere else except on there. Plus, all the old episodes <laughs> that have fallen off the main feed, they're archived there every single week. Um, you find me online on Twitter, on Instagram, on my website. It's Robbie Dorman. All of those are RobbieDorman.com, Robbie Dorman. Every social media that's is my name. If you search my name on any social media, that's where I'll be. I'm on most of them. Um, that's all mostly just to sell my books. Buy my books. Buy my books. Um, my newest book is The Other. It is The Notebook Meets the Exorcist, where a lifetime of love and marriage fights against a evil from hell itself um i think it's a great story and i think you'll enjoy it if you like those things give my book a chance read all my books i have 12 of them guys um i'm not really writing right now because i'm trying to sell a house but uh i will have more books come out this year uh i'm still not sure when but i'm gonna figure it out it'll be okay um matt does not participate in social media you will not find him it's true. I spend all my time taking care of uh, various creatures that have showed up at our house. Uh, currently, uh, at Kitten Turns, uh, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, uh, we are currently fostering a cloud and a duck. So if you'd love to check that out, you can see that, what the cutest little thing is, a cloud in kitten shape. That cat, that cat Matt, that's a very, that's a cute cat. You got yourself a cute cat. <laughs> I know, right? It's a, well, it's, again... It's not a cat. It is a cloud in kitten shape. It's certainly like I don't need really another cat right now, but I go. Maybe I should. <laughs> That's a cute, fluffy little uh-huh. cloud cat. I want that thing. Um, 
that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, boys. It's a bit. Shh.